welcome to another episode of Unpublished. My name is Amy. I'm James. And today we're going to talk about um, self-care practices to bring energy in, how we look after ourselves when we're doing brave, generous, vulnerable, creative work, just how we take care of ourselves as creators. Yeah, I think this is such an interesting topic because it's going to be so different for everyone. Mm. Like, It's really going to require you to do to the work do the work but we can give you some ideas definitely this is a conversation that is very basic i think when we see it culturally so like oh what does self-care look like it's like oh well you need to stop work have a rest watch netflix have a bubble bath like i i'm not really talking about that and i don't really want to talk about like that kind of methods like i want to talk about how we actually take care of ourselves in a more profound way than just like activities yeah, I think there's a place for activities. Like, you know, it's, it's definitely worthwhile having a, uh, you know, knowing when it's time to watch Netflix or knowing mm. when it's time to play video games mm. like, or knowing when it's time to have a bubble bath and they can all be part of it. But they're not probably, they're a little bit generic and they're probably not going to specifically restore you maybe in the ways that you need to be restored. Mm. Yeah, I mean, for me... I think I've always, as you know, if you've been listening to this podcast for a long time or if you follow it in my journey, I have big issues with rest. And for a long time, I was very frustrated. I was like, I don't know how to rest. I don't know what activities I need to be doing. And it was, I always felt very activity focused whenever we spoke about rest. Yeah. And I was you, like, what can I do yeah. to rest myself? And and I, I remember it used to take the form of just watching a lot of TV. Yeah. And I would that, be like, okay, Amy's burned out for the day. TV goes on mm. for like six hours. Literally. Yeah. I would work, burn out, watch TV for an absurd amount of hours. That was particularly when I was depressed mm. and my work wasn't even work. I would try to work, get extremely upset and depressed and then watch six hours of the Gilmore Girls. And it wasn't restful or restorative. And for me, true self-care, I guess, if you want to use that word, started happening when... I started journaling and I started changing that internal monologue and now I have a practice of self-care in journaling every day but more than that like the words that I use now and the way that I speak to myself is has been crucial in the way that I approach each day and take care of myself each day and every morning when I approach the pages I'm sitting down I allow space for any thoughts and feelings and I give space to anything that's on my heart and then I just take care of myself on the pages and Mm. for me that has been worth so much more than just binging Netflix or or going on TikTok for fucking hours. It's probably, you know, this might be a, a imperfect analogy, but it's the difference between if you want to fuel your body for the day, do you want to have, you know, 500 calories of McDonald's or do you want to have 500 calories of fresh vegetables? Yeah. Like what's going to serve you better? And but it's not that simple because the vegetables are going to be different things for different people. Yeah. But, and this is why, you know, you mentioned journaling and obviously you're such a big proponent of journaling. I love journaling too, but also thinking about journaling as a tool for finding out what your rest is. Yeah. So like I would encourage people who just say, well, I just don't know how to rest effectively to really treat it like an investigation. Mm. And you've got to spend the next month or even just a week really thinking about every time I'm switching off and I'm doing an activity, am I finishing that? rest activity more rejuvenated or neutral or more tired yeah yeah and this is something i write about in the for the burnt out artist in my latest book is that so many of us are just super disconnected from what it actually brings energy in 
and like what actually fuels us, which is why I really love that journaling prompt that I have in the compendium. And I think I put it in the burnt out artist too, which is what brings energy in, what brings energy out and just understanding that flow of what takes and what gives so that we can start looking at how we can refuel and take care of ourselves, particularly as creatives when what we do is very emotionally exhausting. Hmm. If we're talking to athletes, you know, we'd maybe look more at like the physical side of things. Like how can we refuel physically, which is something that we still need to do as creatives. But I also also feel like um creatives are so vulnerable we have a like an inner child to take care of yeah definitely because we're always doing the brave thing yeah and it might also really change for you even day to day or month to month or year to year what's going to be good for you rest wise and depending on your life circumstances yeah like you know or what activities you're doing or you know someone if you suddenly go from you know not having kids to having kids or if you change jobs or yeah. if you change environment. like Even gonna... changing um, like creative projects. Mm. Um, we got a question sent in that I think was really important, which was how do you take care of yourself when you have a vulnerability hangover? And so a really specific routine, I think, for me because I can't be on my phone. I can't be – I don't want to be near – the place excuse me the place where i've put my art out like so if i've just posted something vulnerable on social media and i have a vulnerability hangover care for me then means putting the phone away so that i'm not engaging or interacting again and again and spiking my stress levels by engaging in the place that i was vulnerable like i need space away from the vulnerability i think that's such a good point like understanding that it's really an effective strategy to just remove the stress and so and when we have things like technology, it's, a, it's kind of a two-edged sword because, yes, it's a source of a lot of stress, but it's really so easy to get that out of the room. You just physically remove it. Mm. Like, we put our phones in the car. Mm. We just go lock it in the car. Just give that, giving it that barrier, that physical barrier between us and technology. Like, yes, it's addictive. Yes, it's hard to get off. But unlike, you know, family stress, mm. say, or work stress, you can literally just pick it up. And put it in the put car. it in a box yeah <laughs> and force yourself to do that i know it's not as easy it's easier said than done mm-hmm. but it's possible to just physically remove the stress from your life yeah so for me and i think for a lot of us uh, a lot of us are similar in this way for me moving the phone and even computers wherever you've been vulnerable and put your art like removing that away from it so you just have space to yourself and you don't need to be faced and confronted with the vulnerable th- thing that you've done yeah i mean think about you know, even 20 years ago, if you released a piece of art out into the world, you probably weren't going to hear about its reception for a, a long time. Mm. Now it's instant. Now it's instant, yeah. Such a different environment to be in. Yeah, and we need to learn how to take care of ourselves through that. And mm. I'm pretty sure that it's there's not a creator that needs to be attached to the stream of input. Like, we don't need to be attached to the receivership and the feedback like 24/7, 24/7 yeah because we're just triggering the vulnerability hangover again and again and again mm. for me I really need space after I've released something like I need full space like technological space from it so I'm just like not online for a bit I put it away a lot of us I know you know we'll want to go back and delete it we want to undo the vulnerable thing and again take the tech away from you so you're not at risk of you know reversing the vulnerable thing you just did mm. spend time away from the place where you put your art and that could even look like, you know, if you've got an online product up for sale, that could look mean not looking at sales figures. For yes, the first not looking at sales month figures. even or more. Um, you know, uh, we're always, our business coach is always encouraging us to look at the long-term macro view, not the daily view of things like that. And I really struggle with that. I'm very 
impatient perhaps mm. like if we have a bad sales day i'm like well we're fucked everything's like you know i'm very i'm a very dramatic person i have a lot of feelings yeah. and you know zooming out is something i'm constantly encouraged to do and again like that's a practice of self-care zooming out is such a big thing for us as creatives like this isn't about today we are here to create for the rest of our lives let's zoom out and our business coach dan is always encouraging us to make sure we're not looking at those daily figures and, and making sure we have that macro view and that's, you know, just how can you rest from your business? It's like, well, don't fucking check it every second. Yeah, stop engaging in it. Yeah. Stop engaging in the stress practice. Mm. For me, I know that I found that really difficult because I had an addiction to the stress spike and I had an addiction to the depression for a really long time. And and I learned as I was moving through that, that we our brains literally can get addicted to stress hormone and they can get addicted to, to being depressed and to being anxious because it's fed the same chemical so much that when you withdraw from it, you feel uncomfortable without the stress. And for me, for a really long time, I just looked for the stress mm. because I, that's what was my normal day-to-day. And so it was strange not to have it. Which is why journaling has been such a good tool for you, right? Because you can come from an almost outside perspective and look mm. in on that. Mm. I want to talk about how self-care can often look like absolutely backing off and surrendering and saying no i'm not going to go to the gym yes i'm going to stay in bed blah 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 and then also looking at how we both thrive off structure so much which requires discipline but in its own way is like just the ultimate form of self-care yeah i mean i fall apart without structure Mm. and i really you know right down to if i don't create in the morning it really fucks me Mm. completely like I can create later, but it's going to take way more energy out of me. And that's Mm. sort of like that pre-planning of energy and pre-planning of rest. So it's going, I know it takes less resources. I don't know why this is the case. I couldn't explain it to you. Um, But it takes fewer resources for me to write between the hours of 7 and 9 a.m. Yeah. Than it does between any other, like at any other time in the day. Yeah. So if I don't, if I ignore that, I don't plan my day like that, then I'm setting myself up for an energy slump. Mm. So I'm, planning my work to enable me to have more energy yeah yeah i think a lot of us think that what we've got to do is just got to work really hard and books have fallen over we've got to we've got to work really hard and then once we're fucked we rest and that's the structure we've got to live our lives in rather than being intentional about it being like this is a structure that i thrive within let's plan my days with integrated rest with integrated energy inputs and energy outputs and so that it's a more sustainable practice rather than like let's fucking go and then tanking which is how i've lived for a very long time yeah and i really wanted to talk about this from the beginning it's quitting or it's stopping before you're ready Mm. it's stopping the activity before you're ready and it's like um if you need to get you get you need to get used to that barrier you need to get used to that point when you're just starting to go down a little bit Mm. um it really is the case that if you keep going until the very last point you're going to do way more damage and it's going to be much harder for you to rest whereas if you stop at 75 percent you have much more ability to rest yeah and we're just told to give every last inch of ourselves you know we're told that the successful people are the burnt out people they're the they're the ones that are never not busy they're the ones that are always like on and when we're never taught that like oh success comes from stopping before you're before you're done yeah success comes from still having energy left to give like if i know that my maximum is two hours straight of work then i i think it's better to stop at an hour and a half Mm. 
for my long-term success and for my mental health and for my physical health and your joy and my like, joy yeah mm. yeah it's really interesting whereas most people would go to two and a half hours so they'd go beyond yeah or a lot of people would mm. and then they're just stopping themselves from resting yeah we've um recently just like got back into a much more consistent pattern of going to the gym which i think for us is again very important part of of self-care and bringing energy in and just it's an important part of my creative practice it's an important part of my life and for a long time there like the gym just felt like all I wanted was to rest from it and I thought that rest and I thought that bringing energy in meant the days where I didn't go to the gym and I think this was a real story for me like I don't know what that is like it's something about physically moving my body I felt like was taking at all but i think in reality i always feel better once i go yeah so you're saying like managing your rest by setting up structures and habits mm. with the gym i agree like i mean i think there's a very specific physical phenomenon there where like the more i go to the gym the easier the gym exactly is. that's exactly i think what and, and i guess in the same way the more you create the easier creating is yeah because you're in the zone so it's like setting up your fitness like increasing your fitness your creative fitness so that it is easier and then you don't, it doesn't take as much energy away from you yeah yeah these routines i think routines are just such a strange but magical source of self-care yeah um which i just I'm, i feel like i'm only really realizing the brilliance of them now and mm. we've been talking about this for so long but i think i have never seen them through the lens of this is caring for myself having these structures and we wake up we do this we go to the gym we, and, you know these structures serve me in such a big way and they allow me to to have energy yeah Whereas when I was without structure, I was hemorrhaging energy. Like I didn't know where to go. The, the decision-making part of my brain was always fatigued because I was always trying to decide what I had to do with no rules around mm. it. And I always thought I wasn't a rules person. I always thought I was a free spirit. But the structure takes away my constant need to be disciplined. We've spoken about this so much. But it means I don't need to be motivated every day. I just need to follow the structure we've already got in place. And that's such a huge form of self-care. Yeah, I think something that you could get better at is structuring, actually structuring rest into your day. Oh, okay. Oh. Oh, no, I mean, obviously you're completely right. Actually structuring rest into my day would be great because the um, decision process of do I need rest? Can I take rest is exhausting for me because I'm still fighting stories Um where I say things like, oh, but do you deserve it? Do you really need it? Um, whereas if it was structured into my day, much like the gym, I wouldn't think about it. It's just, oh, two o'clock is rest time. Mm. And, you know, of course, it's easier for me to, to um, structure the gym into my day because that's a, I can, that plays into my hustle stories. Like, yeah, you got to go to the gym. That makes sense. Successful yeah. people work out. Whereas, you know, structuring rest into the day is, is not something I've ever really heard of. It's like, you know, we always make goals to do something, not to not do something. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's not true because it's like, I want to quit. If you want to quit something, then that's different. But that's also still seems like an addition almost. It's like, it seems like productive rather than reductive. Like, mm. you know, quitting alcohol seems like adding something to your life somehow. Yeah. Seems like adding sobriety. Yeah. Versus like quitting productivity seems like yeah. a full absence. Yeah. Well, maybe we can reframe it as an, an addition of energy. Exactly, yeah. It might, that might be helpful. Mm. And I think, again, I feel a lot of resistance talking about this. I, I still don't like the idea of structuring rest into my day. I start panicking about, but what will I do? 
how will I rest? Mm. And for some reason, that's always been a big sticking point for me. I love work. I get a lot of joy from the work that I do. And so rest to me often seems boring. I'm so lucky that playing a video game and reading a book are just like super restorative to me. Mm. I feel really lucky for that. Yeah. Whereas like, I think for you, it's more complicated. Like, you know, it's, it's, you know, you love to watch your crime procedurals. Love it. Do you reckon that restores your energy? It suits my anxiety. Yeah. I'm not sure if it restores energy. I, when I create, I nearly always create with a crime procedural on. I really enjoy the patterns of crime procedurals because I understand what, that the ending's always going to be neat and that everything will go back to normal. And so the cyclical structure of a crime procedural really soothes me. Mm. And so I watch them as I work because I like the noise. you can a whole episode and it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like I, I've also watched them all so much that I know what's happening in each episode and that's very soothing for me I don't like you listening to music I like listening to <laughs> to crime procedurals yeah um but it's not restful and I only use it I utilize that through work hmm. but I want to talk about as well like for me the same activity which is reading with my eyeballs mm. can be so different depending on the medium mm. so reading an Instagram feed is like or reading a Reddit thread is like junk food completely. Yeah. And then um, you take a step down, reading a news, a full news article in the newspaper is like fine. It's like, you know, I don't want to be, I don't know if I want to continue the food metaphor. No. <laughs> but it's like, a, it's, you know, it's like, a, it's fine. Yeah. Um, and then reading a book is like the purest, healthiest food. You and feel I feel nourished. like a Zen monk and I feel like I'm floating. It's like new body who dis. What would you say to people who, and like this is including me, um, who find it hard now because our attention spans are so altered from the social media world mm. that reading a book requires a lot of energy. Well, first of all, you can't expect to read a book with your phone sitting in your lap. Yeah. Or your iPad or whatever. You just can't. Like, I can't. No one. It's so... It increases. You're increasing the difficulty 10x yeah. by having the phone anywhere near you. you got to get the phone away. as far away from the book. Yeah. The book and the phone are incompatible. They are enemies. <laughs> They have to be removed from each other unless you're listening to an audiobook or something. Mm. But if you're trying to, and you don't, I even think like having a book app on your phone is also, you know, get a Kindle or something if you have to read online. Mm. Don't, it's a huge mistake to have the phone anywhere near you. Yeah, put it in the car. Put it in the car, even just in the other room. Just don't have it anywhere near you um, and start small, like yeah. a page a day. Yeah. So for me, I don't tend to read with my eyes as much anymore. I listen to audiobooks and that's definitely something that restores me. And I can tell the mood that I'm in in terms of whether I'm needing more rest or whether I'm feeling a bit more proactive as to whether I read nonfiction or fiction. But I tend to listen to it and then I do something with my hands or I walk around the house with it. And I really enjoy that. Yeah. Um, but I speak to a lot of people who are like, I wish I could read, you know, with a like physically read and sit down and find that restful. But it's just like it requires discipline now. Yeah. I would like just to touch on the idea that discipline equals um, exhaustion and that when we require discipline, it's tiring. Do you think that's true? No. Because I'm, I'm listening to what we're saying. We're talking about how so much of our discipline in our days, like our routines in our days and the habits we've set up, they are the things that fill us up mm. and give us energy. Yeah. That's really interesting because like, obviously we talk about the fine line between or like the difference between discipline and habit. Mm. and how so many of my rest activities seem like habit mm. like meditation is a habit um journaling is a habit going to the gym is a habit mm. 
creating in the morning is a habit. Creating in the ha- morning is a habit. Reading isn't a habit for you, is it? hundred percent it's a habit. Oh, yeah, you're right. Because you have a very structured reading time. I always read before bed. Mm. So it's like, since I was 10 years old. Yeah. So it's like, all it's all a habit. Yeah. So I don't really know how to speak about it, but... Um, but you don't find those habits exhausting. No. They're nourishing. Yeah. Yeah. I think maybe the thing is, is that we have to, we require in order to get great rest practices, there is required a certain amount of discipline initially Mm. and maybe a little bit of energy out initially to start enforcing these rest practices or enforcing practices that give us energy. And that's annoying Mm. because we're like, oh, I'm trying to, I want to rest, but it requires like energy out to structure our rest or to structure things that bring us energy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think something to look for, and I don't know if this is just me because I have autism, but it's like, and I hyper-focus, but a real restful practice for me is one where I get fully absorbed in it. Like, Mm. when I really get into reading, there's a point where I'm reading something where there's a point where the rest of the world kind of falls away. Mm. And same with gaming, same with writing, like, and I wonder if you could just look for the things where the world falls away a bit. Yeah, I really like that. And find that, pay attention to the habits where, and that's different to like when you're on the phone, the world falls away as well because your attention is so sucked in by literal, like you've got literal geniuses designing a slot machine for your brain. That's why it's falling away. Mm. So that's the bad version of that. Well, yeah, it's numbing rather than fully present. That's why then you also have to think about, pay attention to how you feel at the end, Mm. like at the end of reading a book. I feel amazing. Like, I feel like I've meditated. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, yeah. That's really, I really love that. I think that's really interesting. Mm. And it's interesting that when you're on the phone, the world does kind of fall away, but it isn't the good feeling. Yeah. It doesn't feel like flow. No. No, it feels like I feel hot and fuzzy in my head mm. when I'm on the phone. I feel panic. A panic. Do you? Yeah. Like, a, it feels, I feel almost ill. Yeah, it feels icky to me. Yeah, especially for long periods. Yeah, you're like, oh, God. But if I read for two hours, I would feel none of that. I would mm. feel better the more I read. And yeah. I feel more, it's like I have, it's like I have had a long nap or something. Mm. And I wake up, I'm like, ah, oh, that's so nice. Yeah. And it's sort of, it's, it's painful to come away from it. Mm. Yeah. I don't know if this helped at all. I think it's a really interesting conversation. And Mm. again, it's not something I really hear talked about a lot. So I'm glad that we're having the conversation about like what we can do to bring, bring back our energy. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I think another thing is important for creatives who work on screens to make sure that you're off screen. I think that was for me an issue. And I speak to a lot of creators who work their muggle jogs on the computer, come home and then particularly writers or anyone doing anything with a computer then they go home, create on the computer, and mm. then for their rest, they watch Netflix or they go on their phone. Mm. It's just continual screen time. It's so much, yeah. and it's hard for our poor little brains. Yes. And making sure that we've got flow, state, and joy outside of that. Going outside is also so, so important. So nice to be in nature. Mm. And it's not necessarily easy for a lot of people right now. Of course, yeah. But if you can, it's yeah. awesome. Going on walks. Yeah. I really like doing that. Mm. Taking, treating yourself, you know, treating yourself to a coffee out or something. Or, yeah. Um, I know we talked about, you know, the, the bubble bath rest. Maybe it won't be super effective for you, but I love having a bubble bath. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I guess as we finish off, I just want to encourage you to, first of all, recognize that you have permission and it's so important for your creative journey to be able to en- engage in these practices that bring us energy, however that looks for you. And I also want to invite you to recognize that the way that you bring energy in will be vastly different to other people and just honoring that and knowing that you are different and unique and that you're going to need really unique ways of supporting yourself. And I want you to give yourself rest as if it's the highest priority. Yeah. Like it's something that not only do you owe to yourself, but will help you immensely and is just so awesome. Mm. Yeah. I think beyond owing it to yourself, you owe it it, in a funny way as creators, we owe it to everybody else because our rest is crucial to our creative development. Our rest is crucial to our art. And therefore when we rest, it is in service to others. Yep. 100%. Cool. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.